Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today, I have another very, very special friend for you to get to know. And Erica and I, kind of like one of my past guests, Lindsay, Erica and I have known each other. Erica, how long have we known each other? Since Sunday school? I know, which is like... The single digits? Yeah, like Lindsay and I grew up in like playgroup together, but you and I for sure, we have known each other for decades, which is aging us, which, you know, we're young mamas, okay? But still, I'll have you answer this question rather than me answer it. How does it feel now to be living in a different state than your family, living on acreage rather than homesteading in your front yard, which was super cool? And if you go to Erica's social media, you can see old videos and old reels and old pictures of her old homestead, which was so cool that she created this super cool home into like a secret garden. Like it really was, you know, it was so magical. Um, But how has it been for you and how does it feel for you to step into this life and living in alignment with what deep down in your gut you knew was best and right for you? Number one, free. Mm-hmm. It feels super duper free and secure and safe. Mm-hmm. New Orleans was getting to be a very scary place in yeah. terms of crime mm-hmm. and in terms of also just self-sufficiency, being here surrounded by forest and now cultivating so much food security you just feel so safe. And in a funny way, you don't even realize like when you're in the city, when you're, you know, in like the hustle and grind and like depending on the grocery and depending on so many entities, it's like you don't even realize you're depending on it until you get out Mm. and then you get out of it. And all of a sudden you feel so much lighter and clearer because of the clean air that you're breathing. Totally. And you have this deep sense of safety, Mm -hmm. of like survival, like instinctual survival that you didn't even realize was like a threat in a very obscure way Mm -hmm. in the hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that, that, that term freedom. I definitely feel that in a sense of my own way and doing what's best and right for me and ownership of what feels best and right for me. And even like boundaries and doing the emotional work with 
with, you know, your life, like that's a huge part of it. And there is for sure freedom in that. And you have taken it to such a, an incredible level for yourself of, you know, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get deep here or really like, uh, like, I don't know, dark, if you will. Um, but I, I do believe that we sometimes don't zoom out enough because if you look at, even like you're saying, like New Orleans, there's more crime than there was when you and I were growing up. The amount of chaos in the world, the amount of, and yes, we're all questioning, and I've gone down the rabbit hole many times with the education system, but like the amount of, I guess that's the best way to say it is chaos in the world. It's not getting better. It's not like, oh, this one thing happened, and then we all went back to peace and tranquility. You know, I feel that there are so many of us that are shifting towards you know, that word consciousness and and like everyone who's doing so much beautiful work on really releasing a lot of the hustle bustle and and finding their, their peace, you know, their conscious person within, that's a a really big part of what I'm seeing our generation shift towards, but I can't help but see if you zoom out, like in my eyes, it's like, you know, there's these, these movies with doomsday and all the things But I think that what we're not recognizing is like, it's, I don't think it's going to be like a doomsday. It's a natural progression of the world is not doing well. Like we are, we're more exhausted than ever. We're more burnt out than ever. We're pushing so hard because everything costs so much. You know, when in, you know, before maybe we could have a one income household, there's no way we can do that anymore because it costs so much to live unless you're doing phenomenally well, one of the people in your home. And it's just, you have, you have seen that and you live and breathe that every day in terms of you see the reality and you have taken it upon yourself to decide, I'm going to take matters into my own hands and decide that I'm going to be in control of my own life and I'm not going to try and continue making certain broken systems like the healthcare and the education system and the food system. I'm not going to try and make that work for me anymore. I'm going to take it upon myself to find my own freedom, right? And that may not be for our listeners, like that may not be something that you necessarily like I'm going to pick up and move and, and, and hire Erica and learn how to homestead. Like that may not be something that you're drawn to or ready for or wanting, but I think the story of the fact that you have made such brave decisions to choose this life for yourself. And the most important piece of it is the alignment within yourself of like, this feels best and right for me. That's the piece that is important for everyone to hear. And to know that no matter what you want your life to look like, you can have that. Is it hard work? Yeah, it's hard work. It's like you said, it's sometimes excruciating and painful to lose certain people or to, I'm going to call it like, let's say level up. It's not a hierarchy of like, we're better, but it's a leveling up of like, okay, that no longer serves me, right? Like you get to decide what your life looks like and you get to ask the questions 
that you want in your life. And tell me about your happiness. Like besides freedom, like how does the happiness feel for you in terms of living in alignment with the life that you crave and wanted for yourself? The happiness comes first in in like the security aspect of like my health, for example. Yeah. You know, both my mom and my grandmother had breast cancer and neither had the gene, the mm -hmm. BRCA gene. Mm -hmm. It was estrogen dominant. That's environmental. So knowing now right. that I am on a path to prevent that relieves a lot of like unconscious stress and anxiety. And, you know, so there's like this, the freedom of the unconscious anxiety that comes along with like food insecurity, all that stuff is gone now. And so now the way that the happiness feels is every day being able to, in miscellaneous moments, watch my daughter in magical moments and time just completely erase. Yeah. And like, it's the presence, you know, it's being completely present or, you know, snuggling an animal and them feeling so comfortable and trust, like trustworthy in your arms that they fall asleep or being in the garden and like something just working out in some interesting way. And it's these present moments that you get more and more and more of that honestly makes you feel really close to God Wow! Or whatever it is that you believe in. It makes you feel really cl close to this energy source of life. So the happiness is like this complete erase of time and constructs and just pure love and joy mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. And we still have like our hangups and bangups, of course, but like, mm -hmm. There's so much space for that love and joy now. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like if I can continue harnessing that and mm -hmm. growing that, then that's the best I can do at life. Mm -hmm. So that way when I'm 80 years old or when I'm like on my dying day, I have complete peace in passing because I know that I've tapped into that. I've experienced everything that I need to and that I can and that I, I've cultivated the seed and that I will forever live on. You know, like there's there's so many processes that have been thwarted in society, whether it's medicine, food, politics, aging, yeah. dying, like yeah. birth, like everything has been kind of turned upside down. And it's making me realize as I'm living this lifestyle now of what it actually looks and feels like turned upside right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> turned and, upside right. And that's a lot of happiness. Yeah. I love that you mentioned your family's cancer again, because it shifting a little bit. I mean, that, that was something that drove you and that was something that drove you to Dr. Keneally and wanting that health for yourself to be around as long as you can and wanting to be as preventative as possible to say, is this lifestyle that I'm living currently going to support my long-term health? And maybe it did start with that Sprite on your mom's tray, you know? 
asking the questions and being able to say, is this what's going to get me to a long lasting, not just a long lasting life, but a long lasting, healthy life. You know, when Erica and I have been working together, it's incredible how many all natural, let's say beauty products or the products that like a product that I was using for a while that was called like clear, like clear something. I don't want to like blast them and rip them to shreds, but I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing like, I'm doing this well. Like I'm having, I'm doing really good face products and all the things like it, it had bad stuff in it. And I'm like, how can you be advertising this and saying it's a clear product? It's all natural products, but there's still so much funk in there. And it, it really is important for us to, if we want that long-term health, if we want to, it really is, hopefully you feel some of this, you know, like you were still living as best within alignment in New Orleans as you could for you. Like you made it your own, but that dysregulation, I'm sure you felt that co-regulation of like just the energy around you living in a city and the hustle and bustle and the heightened state of most people. And that's what you like stepped into as much regulation as you could. But, you know, it's, it's even down to the face products and the makeup and the like, if we really, let's, okay. If we really look at like the housewives, right? Like, they're tucked and plucked and this and that there's like, there's reels where, you know, you show one of their housewives prior or beginning the show and then what they've tucked and plucked since the show aired or for them. And it's somehow we've gotten this warped sense of how we need to look and how we need to dress and no wrinkles. And it's, it's going down such a spiral that it's, it's causing more chaos of like, I need, I need, or it's causing more need to attempt to do more, you know? And when you get down to brass tacks, like Erica puts tallow on her face. Like, like she's putting like fat on her face. Like that's all you really need. Right, Erica? Like it's all you need. And that's the thing is, you know, I feel like humanity has gotten so um, addicted to wanting more. Yeah. And, and, but the problem with that is like, it never stops. Like once you get what you want, whether it's material things or like physical things, it's very unnatural. So unnatural. So much more in such a short lifetime, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, my concern for humanity is that if we don't step back and ask questions, mm-hmm. like what's really going to make me happy? What's really going to make me healthy? What do I really need? You know, is this medicine really what I need? Is this food really what I need? Like, what have I been taught? And just get into the mindset of asking questions because, folks, it's been thwarted. It's been turned upside down. And so if we don't ask the questions We'll never know. And we'll be on this like hamster wheel of unhappiness yep. and get into this place, which, you know, is what I get the most concerned about is the elderly feeling incomplete, mm. like in the last stage of their life, feeling incomplete and unhappy. That's mm-hmm. just, that's insane. It's mm-hmm. terrible. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, we see the rates of cancer. We see the rates of suicide. Like, mm-hmm. as you were saying, it's getting worse. We see the numbers. Right. Physical and mal- mental health. We see the numbers only growing and worse, worse mm-hmm. for the worse. And the only way out of that is if we ask some questions. Yep. Yep. I agree. You know, you said like addicted to wanting more. I have often thought of the world basically, you know, we look at Las Vegas, like Las Vegas used to be like, ta-da, like showtime, you know, it was bigger and better and more and, and more and more and more. Like that was the flashy place to be, to be able to go experience more. Right. But if you think about even movie theaters, right? Movie theaters used to be a chair and like, I don't know, I was going to say a 50 cent popcorn, but we're not that old. You know what I mean? Like popcorn, it was like a bag of something and a, you know, like you would sit there in a damn chair. That was it. Like no extra leg room, no reclining seats, no one ordering martinis, bringing it to your actual chair. Like, no app, you know what I mean? And I, same with like trampoline parks. Like when you and I were growing up, I don't know if you remember that place on veterans where there was just like open trampolines, like the springs everywhere with the sprinklers where like we would just jump around and they turn on the hose. Like it was so crazy dangerous, but like we all did it growing up and we were fine. But like now all those trampoline places, there's zip lines and there's strobe lights and there's you know, uh, dodgeball and it's it, climbing structures. It's, it's not just, Hey, let's go dr- jump on a trampoline anymore. It's, we have like 10 X everything because that's the way business works, right? It's like you just reinvent the concept, but you do it better than the last person. And so we've gotten to this place where it's so more and more and more that, our brains, like you're saying, like for elderlies, they don't know how to enjoy their later years in life because they have been so conditioned to push and push and push. And honestly, like you're saying, like that's what I'm afraid for our generation as well is we don't know how to, once you've hit the thing, like you've got, you know, you've got a roof over your head and you've got the food on the table. Like when is it enough? Like, when do we say, okay, now it's time to relax and enjoy. Now it's time to put down the phone and be present with our family. Now it's time to regulate our nervous system and find that health for us. Now it's time to just observe and play a board game or like do whatever it is with our family and actually enjoy the life that we're working so incredibly hard to live. And I try to get this across, and I would love your your input on this as well, but I often say, if you don't regulate your nervous system, what ends up happening is long-term chronic illness. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest blows for me is like, I'm living and breathing, I'm teaching this, and yet I still now have a long-term chronic illness autoimmune illness. Are we attempting to find the root cause and take care of it? Yes. Do I believe that it's partly because of the trauma and all the stress I've been under from the trauma of Jonathan passing? Sure. But I can't stress enough. Like if you choose not to 
take care of yourself. If you choose to ignore the signs, that is when chronic illness will happen. That is when the cancer will show up. And I'd love for you to speak to that as well. It's a multi-layered system that is committing us to autoimmune illness and cancer. Yep. Like there's no escaping it if you don't stop the brakes. Yeah. And it's so much stress, like you said, which turns into oxidative stress and actually kills cells on all levels. And I have clients with Hashimoto's, Epstein-Barr virus, um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, anxiety, depression, cancer prevention, like a very, a varied spectrum of issues, some diagnosed and some not and looking for prevention. And in all the data that we found specifically for whatever it is they're dealing with, yeah. oxidative stress comes up more than anything. Yep. And then you combine that with the toxins that we're exposed to in nail polish, in cleaners, in air, in perfume, in everything. And then the food that is completely yeah. backwards to how we've evolved. We survived, like evolved over 200,000 years. That's a really long time to get us where we are now. Mm -hmm. We had to have a perfect process in order to get ourselves here. And yeah. there are reasons why we are not eating like our ancestors. And I think this is probably some of the most interesting conversation I have with my clients is explaining the history as to why are we eating like this now? Why is petroleum in our skincare? Yeah. You know, like why are all these toxins here even? Right. And it's kind of a mind blowing conversation because it all comes down to money. And so you take the toxin exposure and the stress, and it is the perfect combination for illness. And that's why we have to ask these questions about these things. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it's all this stuff that dysregulates us, like actually affects how we feel. So then when we're feeling like crap because of everything we're exposed to, we can't behave like we want to. And so it's like this big myriad, but if we just start to compartmentalize it and pay more attention to what we eat and drink and consume, then we start to have a little more energy, right? Yeah. As you've experienced. And then we can start looking at the stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we often talk about that with, with me and my life and you know, there's, there's certain things that it, there's no way to get around the fact that I am a solo parent. There's no way to get around the fact that, um, I have roles and responsibilities to take care of the kids, but we do everything we can. And I think that's maybe, maybe this is another important point, Erica, is you're running a thriving business, living the life of your dreams happy as can be and thriving and healthier than ever, right? Like when you first started this journey and got all of your blood work and then went back a year later, like you're healthier than ever. And I'm also living the life of my dreams and I'm running an incredible business that I love dearly and have such a passion for, but I'm not doing it in a way that's actually 
literally killing me, right? Like, yes, we've, we've got some Hashimoto's that we're handling, but we still are trying as best we can to make sure that I am carving out time for me. I will go to the sauna after, you know, work, or I only see clients for a certain amount of times per day. Like I've very structured and like what I am and am not willing to do. And we hold boundaries to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, And that just goes to like, to say like for any of you who are listening, you can have that life. Like you can find health and happiness and a uh, balance doesn't really exist, but somewhat of a balance, maybe more than you have right now or more regulation than you have right now. And it, I mean, I would love for you to speak to this and what you believe, but I think it all boils down to mental health. And that to me is the most important. Like if you're running ragged and you're doing more and more and more and more and completely dysregulated or burnt out and burning the candle at both ends and not listening to your body of like what is going on and how you're feeling, that is where we get into like the dark zone for mental health. Totally. And I mean, this is where it's like a hamster wheel, right? Because if we are not fueling our body with food to truly give us energy, and then we drink a big Starbucks filled with sugar that's like blasting us with some like dopamine effects and caffeine, and then we're running on that, and then we crash. Like, it's just so interconnected. And it's, you know, when I look at, of course, like the mental health today, of course, there's these other aspects that affect it, right? But Mm -hmm. these are all these different systems, medical, education system, food system, technology, Mm -hmm. the technocracy that we're in now, like it's all of these different components that are having such a huge influence on us without us stepping off and looking at it and being like, well, I don't want that to have such a huge influence on me. I -hmm. want more control. Like this Mm -hmm. is clearly not good. (laughs) It's just not good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone's got a different process and how they step away from it. But I truly believe that with time, more and more humans are stepping away. I agree. And they're stepping away in every, in however fashion they need to and freeing themselves of this upside down system. I agree. And once you, and you and I've talked about this before, but once you open your eyes to it, it's really hard to shut them. It's, it's, it's like, you can't not see it, you know? Like, perfect example, I now roast my own nuts because Erica has taught me that there is an enzyme in your, or that affects your gut that's not great, that's on nuts, okay? At first, I was like, you need me to do what? Now it's like no big deal. Like, I'll put them in the water and salt that night. I'll wake up in the morning or I'll do it all, you know, I'll do it in the morning. And then at night I'll throw them in the oven really low. And in the morning they're done. And I had a bag with me for Thanksgiving. And my mom looked at me and she's like, you don't think this is like a little like, uh, and I'm like, no mom, like, like, you know, but like you can't unknow what you know, and there's no way around it. Once you start 
learning it. And then it, it just makes sense. And so for my mom, she may think that I'm like wacko because I'm roasting my own nuts over here. But for me, it's okay. I'm going to do any and everything I can to feel the best that I can and the healthiest that I can feel and live the life that I want to live for me. And it's, it's okay to go against the grain, right? Like it is so okay. It's kind of fun. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't, sure. Let's call us the black sheep of the family, but like, it's kind of fun. Like, because you don't, you kind of said it earlier, like you, you don't give two shits anymore. It's just like, well, like we're, we're at where we are. So we might as well just do it anyway, you know? And you get to finally live your truth and enjoy what life really means to you, you know, regardless of others' opinions. Erica, I would love as we kind of wrap up, this may be a loaded question, but if you could give our listeners like one piece of advice of like, if you're going to do anything, start with filtered water or start with sleep or like, if you could like give a few helpful tips of like maybe even where you started, like, or even book recommendations of like, what would be some simple takeaways for them today? Cause clearly we could talk for like five hours. Oh yes. Oh, well, this is so much of what the coaching is, right? I know. Um, so one book that would help make sense a lot of food is Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon. When it comes down to it, it's eating an ancestral diet. It's eating as our ancestors did to get us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. It looks very different from the standard American diet. Yep. So look at that. Then you can go to the EWG website, the Environmental Working Group, to see what is in your tap water. Ooh. And it's important to know what's in your tap water because there could be hormones, there could be tons of carcinogens, there could be pharmaceuticals, there could be things that literally change your hormone and like full body chemistry. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to become aware of that. And, you know, I guess more of like a repeat of what I've mentioned already is just ask some questions yeah. for everything. You know, like your gut has a nerve directly connected to your brain. That's why they call it like your gut feeling. Cause that feeling that you have in your gut, that something is not right is valid. Yeah. Listen to that, ask the questions and just lean in. Lean in. Yeah. It's very, very true. Erica, tell everyone where they can find you and a little bit about your offerings, like a little bit about what you do offer if anyone is interested in either looking you up or purchasing any of your on-demand courses or your coaching or anything like that. I'm on all the social media platforms, so whatever tickles your fancy. I'm most active on Instagram, and so you can always send me a message there. My website is instargardens.com, and I've got so many different things to help, whether it's in the gardening realm, in the homesteading realm, in the health realm. Um, I'm a coach, so I can work with you one-on-one -on -one for either homesteading or holistic health or both. 
Mm -hmm. I've got eBooks, I've got courses, I've got a little bit of everything for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Erica, thank you for, I feel like we could have gone down so many rabbit holes today. Like we could have literally kept going, but thank you for doing this with me today and kind of going to kind of some of the conversations that some of us are either a uncomfortable to have or feel heavy or feel like the darker side of things or, you know, the uncomfortable, but most importantly for sharing your story of how you have found a way to make your life your own and unapologetically do that and what's best and right for you. And I love you so much. And I can't thank you enough for personally all that you've done for me and being such a huge supporter for me and loving me. And I'm your biggest cheerleader as well. And thank you so much for doing this today. I love you so much. I think the world of you, I think it's funny because when you say, you know, like you feel like you're a step behind, like I see you as like right there, if not like a step ahead as well. Like it's, this is the beauty of our individual paths. And I'm just so proud of you. I'm so inspired by you. And I am just so excited to see what's to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And you'll be back for sure. (laughs) And until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.